Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. crack everyone you're listening to the discus larry a collective podcast i'm your host warren i'm here with daryl today we're just going to do a quick smackdown review from last night the go home show before the elimination chamber uh let's see so yeah just before we get into it just want to say thanks for the support so far if you're liking what we're doing give us a follow whether it's on say spotify apple podcast stitcher or acast if you want to leave us a review for your away and then follow us on the socials instagram discus larry collective and twitter the discus larry and then, once again, feel free to send us a message. Let us know if you want, to, want us to talk about anything in particular. But, uh, yeah, so let's get into it. So, um, so SmackDown started off with Edge coming out. He was kind of teasing the whole who he's going to go for um, once again um, for WrestleMania. It's funny, though, because it doesn't feel stale. Even though he's constantly doing it, there's always something different. I think it's how good his promos have been, to be honest, lately. I've been, I've been digging his promos, and this was, this was the same. Pretty much he came out. Uh, good promo again just kind of saying like oh well I'm still unclear there's still a lot of moving parts and, and especially with the chamber coming up um, he obviously doesn't know who will be the universal champion then Reigns came out with Jey Uso and Paul Heyman same kind of deal with them do you know what I mean the, me and Mugen this that and the other and then saying like oh you're afraid to pick me and all and Roman Reigns again deadly on the mic and I like the way he's not really he's using Paul Heyman but he, it's not like Paul Heyman's talking from like the way he talks for Lesnar um, so it was good to see and Reigns what did he turn around and say he said something like uh, if you want you can be in our main event at WrestleMania I think he said but I am the main event or something like that uh, pretty cool though and then what was it Edge they kind of flipped the script on him which was pretty cool he was like I think you're nervous and Reigns like I don't know don't get what you mean don't get what you mean at all and he's just like well it's up to me who the main event is really I'm the main event because obviously he has the Royal Rumble win under his belt so whoever he picks is the main event and you could see Reigns was kind of thrown through a loop a bit it's just like oh. then just before the segment ended Sami Zayn came out to be honest this really added little to it because um, it wouldn't really make sense for Sami to come out I know obviously uh, he's kind of complaining saying like oh well what are you talking about Roman Reigns for what if I win you should be talking about me they kind of did something with every member of the, the chamber match backstage with Edge they had a little interaction but obviously Sami Zayn was out there and he just got a super kick for his troubles off J.U. So it was pretty funny though. But, um, yeah, didn't really need to be out there, but whatever. And then was it Reigns then whispered in, whispered something into uh, Edge's ear? So we don't know exactly what that was. Uh, well, I don't anyway. I, I was thinking maybe they'll reveal on Talking Smack, but apparently they didn't. So and there's a few good memes going around as well about it. So, um, yeah, I liked it. I liked yeah. the way it started. Yeah, well, it was a great start to it. Like, just looking at his promos, like you said, like how good they were over the last while. I think in his absence, like instead of him just sitting in, like, kind of, you know, in that role of like, uh, I know it all and I'm kind of, I'm the veteran, mm. I'm going to just do what I did before. It's like he's kind of picked, 
like up on things from even the the newer generation of superstars instead of just nah the way I did it years ago was that's the way it's like yeah. he just kind of upped it and he followed along with it like the likes to say I know Hogan's way past or Goldberg or whatever like that like it's like you can't see them you know that's it. the way they did it before they're going to keep on doing promos and stuff like that it's like Edge is kind of kept up with the times and adapted basically to promos and stuff like that and that's probably why he's staying fresh True, because yeah. Because it isn't the same stale thing that we've seen ages ago, which could have worn off after the first week, first two weeks. Mm. But as I said, like it's it's still constantly staying fresh. Yeah. It's um he, he definitely has evolved, I suppose. Like he's following, as you said, following the product, so he knows um like a, a promo that he did ten years ago won't get over nowadays, you know what I mean? So fair yeah. balls to him, like I mean keeping it up and obviously as well, he's in the best shape of his life, like physically as well. So I think he, he has that confidence as well that he knows he can go in there, whether it's a mic in his hand or whether he's just wrestling. He knows he has that kind of full package now. So he always had, but I mean, it's good that he didn't lose it. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to now. I think he said he's going to announce who he's picking on Monday. I think he said after the Chamber. So that's something to look forward to now for Raw anyway. So I don't know. No one edge. I don't know. I, I'd say keep on milking that out, man. He could, yeah. It's like what happened with like SmackDown last week where he was going to make the decision and then Owens came out. He didn't even say a word. Do you know what I mean? It almost came out and stunned everyone. So it could be the same. Yeah, they could they could milk it. Um, I do. I I would like to see though if they pull the trigger on one of them, whether it's Bianca or Edge. Obviously, the Edge one has a bit. You could kind of go, bring that down the line if you wanted to. Um, I yeah. think everyone would be invested if Edge didn't even turn around and pick someone until the night before WrestleMania. Do you know what I mean? Uh, whereas obviously the Bianca thing, it's mainly focused on Sasha Banks. Um, and like when she was on Raw, she was just backstage. But Asuka, she wasn't calling her out or nothing so um, yeah so looking forward to seeing what happens with Edge now anyway but uh, in terms of the first match of the night then it was Apollo Crews against Nakamura uh, this came of what happened last week yeah <laughs> this came of uh, what happened last week with um, Nakamura was fighting uh, Big E and Apollo Crews got involved uh, before we get into the match though uh, Big E on commentary gas yeah. one his commentary was just hilarious two the fact that he was sitting on like a little personal white couch had his feet in a foot spa and then he was eating like I don't even know what it was some sort of chilli dish or something it was just gas and the, the fact that it took him so long to even eat it I thought it was going to go all over the couch at one stage but um, yeah it was just just gas um, but yeah he was kind of giving out to Michael Cole because Michael Cole was like oh and if Apollo picks up another win tonight like would you find him again he's like I've beaten this man like four times would you give over I don't want that to do with him. Um, <laughs> so that was pretty good. But um, yeah, the match itself though, pretty solid match. And like it was, it was very back and forth. Um, there was, you could tell, obviously it was almost like a oh, first time these boys are fighting each other. It was a bit, certain parts was a bit kind of clunky, but overall though, savage match. Um, yeah, solid. And then I really liked, like Cruz has been teasing heel turn the past few, like past say two, three weeks. And yeah. they finally pulled the trigger on it. His, his promo backstage before he came out as well was like he said he came from Nigerian royalty his family are Nigerian royalty and stuff like that and uh, if anyone talked to him the way Biggie talked to him last week um, yeah they would have lost that tongue and stuff it was deadly it was actually like a really solid promo from Apollo because he's not real he's never really on the mic do you know what I mean and if he is it's very like oh I'm Apollo Crews I'm going to challenge you I'm a great wrestler it's very bland um, so this was good seeing him kind of out of his comfort zone a bit and then after the match then he he ended up losing, actually. Sorry, yeah, well, whoever won. Yeah, so he ended up losing. Uh, Nakamura, I think, got a roll-up on him. And, yeah, he, he was furious. 
was beating the bollocks out of Nakamura then outside and then that's when Big E got involved hopped up out of his foot spot uh, sauntered on over and he kind of what did he do? he told like um, he told Apollo to just like get gone basically like you know what I mean leave it and stuff almost like I don't know like talking to him like he was a child a bit and that's what kind of set Apollo off picked up the steel steps rammed them into Big E's back Big E played it off deadly because it wasn't just like uh, sell the back he was selling the fact that like you know Woody was wind or like two he couldn't move his arms around it was really good and then he was tossed into the ring and yeah then what happened was the ref got involved Big E rolls out of the ring and then uh, Apollo dumps the steps on him from inside the ring to the out and obviously with like a cheeky camera cut there you you didn't really see it but it was actually it was smart to do it like that Um, yeah deadly really really kind of strong heel turn for Apollo and that's what he's been needing I feel he's he, he needs that kind of refresher in his in his character in his kind of career as well um because they teased him joining the whore business a while back and stuff and they never did it and i think this is gonna serve serve him well now i think going forward and the fact that yeah he, like, he made the intercontinental champion look weak almost you know what i mean they could just bet the shit of him like with the steps and all and that's pure dickhead thing to do so good he did it i, I would say he missed out on one little heel thing that i would have done would probably bait the steel steps off biggie's bare feet to be honest with you, just because you would have got like, <laughs> oh my god, he's an opportunity, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, good match, solid match, and then great heel turn. Then, yeah, what do you think of it? Yeah, it's deadly, yeah, just seeing that, um, that little phrase that he said about you know, Nigerian uh, descent and all that. I can see him, I can see that character now just starting to build. Like, when uh, I think Booker T played on that before as well, didn't he? He did when he was King he Booker, was like, I think. yeah, yeah, so you can kind of see that. Um, I don't know whether it was in TNA or... Oh, he did the TNA one as well, Terry, yeah. He did, yeah. He's like yeah. proper African accent and stuff like that. Yeah. But like that is, that's... Like if he goes down that route, which I know Big E when he came out before, when he kind of started off, he kind of had that... Was it African kind of colours or... He did, yeah. He had, it was almost like um, the Ghana colours, I think. I think he, he was yeah. built from Ghana as well, I think. They used to say he was from Ghana, West Africa or something like that as well, I think. Um, And he had yeah. the, the red, yellow and green, I think. Of Ghana on this, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So it'll be a good little, uh, especially with Apollo's physique and his look and everything. This would be, oh, yeah. that'd be great to kind of getting out of that ring, ring gear, getting into that. It's like it's opening a different market as well. It is, yeah, big time for kind of more of an African kind of uh, culture. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's a great move. And the way he has, I know we were talking about before about uh, Apollo kind of coming into that heel and he's just too much of a nice guy and like has he got it in but for what two weeks. One of the best kind of heel turns and kind of, you know, you're believing it. Yeah, yeah. Right, some yeah. people, you want. yeah. As for the match, fucking unbelievable. I thought, to be honest, yeah. uh, like just to open the show anyway. Nakamura, yeah. I was always kind of, I like Nakamura, but like that match, his hitting, how quick he was. Yeah, uh, opened open my eyes a lot too, and appreciate him a lot more. Uh, but I, I'm really, really looking forward to getting closer to Mania. And to see what happens with them because at the minute they're so fucking good that angle and if they add in say Rollins Cesaro whoever else into that yeah I'm hoping oh man I'm it's so so exciting yeah there's so many matches you can kind of like yeah throw into that or whether you want to throw all the lads in the ring and put a few ladders in there as well like you can do a few things with it and as you said each one of them is just as good as the next person there is no real weak link if you think about it. Do you know what I mean? No. Like if you name say no, Cesaro, but... Rollins, and then the other three who are just involved there, Nakamura, Biggie, and thing, uh, Apollo, no weak links. 
No, but I think you're looking looking at the likes of SmackDown, like, and that's their kind of mid card. Yeah, the likes of them guys, if they're in any other promotion, they'd be fucking elite. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, main event guys, and like that just shows like the difference. Why me personally would tune into SmackDown? So yeah. it's not like oh, the wait now for the main event to see something good. Yeah, it's yeah. literally now start to finish. It's just everything is just crisp, unbelievable. Yeah. So. It really is, yeah, and it's it's a testament to them because everyone's working hard and it's almost like there's no egos anymore. Like I know sometimes you do get it. You'll get, you'll get in any kind of company, regressing company, you'll see someone who's like, they know how good they are and they're frustrated they're not in the main event or they're not in the title picture for anything. But it just shows that like the likes of these six to say eight, nine guys that are on that roster right now in terms of the mid card or whatever, they're yeah. just savage. Like, I mean, they're just putting in shift after shift, week after week. And then like, they're being rewarded with the likes of a newer contract for uh, Cesaro. I'm sure that's a few bob into his, into his back pocket now. Do you know what I mean? More than he was on. And then Rollins coming back into the fold. And then the other lads now get more TV time as well. Apollo, Nakamura back on the screens. It's deadly. And it can only get better from here. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it now. Going forward. Yeah. Uh, after this, we had a set Rollins promo. He just came out and he was saying he feels betrayed by the whole SmackDown roster. They didn't want to listen to him last week. And he pinpointed like Cesaro. And the reason why he attacked him is because he felt that he had a lot to say and Cesaro should have listened. He then said he uh, Cesaro would feel the wrath of the Messiah every time he steps into the ring now. So this was a good promo. It was only short now, but it was a good promo. One, because it shows that you can have Seth Rollins. Obviously, he's a, he's a big player anyway, but to have him on your show, just to even give him five minutes on a mic, even less than five minutes on the mic, he still brings something to the show so um, it's it's good to see and then obviously it kind of sets up something with Cesaro then whether he win lose or draws at Elimination Chamber you still have we have Elimination Chamber now obviously on Sunday but then we still have whatever amount of weeks until Wrestlemania I think Wrestlemania is still about 50 odd days away and then we still have a pay-per-view in between that fast lane so it makes sense kind of basically to call them out now because then you still have a solid say two month build month and a half build up to Wrestlemania so yeah good promo uh, I like Seth Rollins I like the whole Messiah gimmick I did I did like it when he was on Raw as well um, I do feel it's a bit I wasn't expecting how quick he would co- come out and call people out do you know what I mean but uh, yeah I liked it I liked it good promo yeah good start to be back good seeing him back yeah. um, and he's not just dropped that gimmick I know some people aren't mad on it but yeah. it's good to see that either him or WWE are sticking with it yeah like he, he works and Anthony's given he works with he does, yeah. Um, he's not one of them whiners. No, oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, or just give it up. Like yeah. the likes of, you know, I think Buddy Murphy and uh, Eli Mysterio or whatever her name is. Like, I think they're after just dropping that story completely yeah. now. Whoever's decision that was, I don't know. But yeah, um, but yeah, hell of a promo. Good seeing back. And it's like he's not he's not interested in a title. Yeah, it's just like no, no, no. I'm I'm smacking. On the savior SmackDown, it's like he doesn't need a title. It's the brand itself. That's it. Yes, yeah. that's good to see though, sir. Um, because yeah, the, the title picture right now is stacked, whether it's main title or Intercontinental. So yeah, it's good to see that. Yeah, it's like he just wants the brand itself to be better. So yeah, savage, savage going forward. Hopefully, is a. Um, after this, then we had the Riot Squad, uh, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot against Natalia and Tamina. But there's no point in staying on this, to be honest. Stale. Stale match, stale story with um, Billy Kay getting involved. Now I'm sick of it. Either find her a new partner 
or let her have a singles run or do something, just get her off the screen, get her stopped, get her to stop getting involved in tag matches. I'm sick of it. It's literally, you can, what what would they say? It's almost like, you, you know what's coming anyway. So, I mean, you could, you could literally, I could have won a million quid if I had a bet on that. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them things. It's getting to that point now where you're like, I don't care. I honestly don't give a shit. And then the likes of Natalia and Tamina. Tamina, I don't like in the ring. She's never really kind of progressed in ring, really. And I know it sounds bad to say she's there a while, but she doesn't look great. Um, she just always seems to step behind everyone. And then Natalia, as good as she is in the ring, she's being dragged down with her. She's always putting these kind of tag teams or these kind of situations where she's with someone who can't keep up. And it makes her look bad then. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, she can get a hot tag and she can do something. But again, you know you know she's going to lose. Do you know what I mean? You know she's going to eat the pain or she's going to get tapped out, which is unfortunate. Like, but, um, yeah, um, was it Tamina and Natalia actually end up winning this one, which was a shocker, to be honest. But again, it was just because Billy Kay got involved again. Another distraction. Slammed then by uh, Tamina. Quick win. There's not much else to say about it. I don't know if you want to throw that in, but... No, man, it's just, there's not a whole lot to say about it. Um yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know where it's going. Yeah, really don't. Um, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping. What I'm seeing is that Billy Kay can't get anybody kind of to be our partner. Yeah, I'm really just hoping that they don't bring up someone now from NXT who was kind of a, a really kind of top player in it. Yeah, and put her with it. Yeah, put her with her, and then she's kind of like, oh, why? And you know, she's just thrown into the tag team division. Yeah, for the sake of the like, Yeah, yeah. I just I think it'd be mad, but I, I just have a weird feeling that's gonna happen. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like it, it's stranger things have happened, I suppose, and they've done it a few times. Um but yeah, as of right now, I don't even know where it's going. Because the Royal Squad kicked her out about a month ago. So why is she still trying to get back in? And there's nobody else they want to pair her with, so drop it. Do you know what I mean? They dropped, as you said, Liam Mysterio and Buddy Murphy for no reason, really. So surely they can drop this. But um after this, then we had the other women's segment. Then it was the ding dong hello kind of talk show thing with Bailey. Uh, she, she brought it out to women's tag champs, Noia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. I feel like every time we talk about them tag champs, we just get annoyed, whether it's we're talking about yeah. them on Raw, SmackDown, NXT you now at this stage. But uh, yeah, the the segment itself was just very flat. Um, like Bailey, you could tell she tried her best, but it's like drawing blood from a stone when these other two are in the ring, really. They just don't have anything going for them on the mic. Uh, you don't feel confident even like but they don't seem confident as a tag team because obviously the belts have been kind of whipped off them and then then the the tag champs now but they've I don't think they've won a match since they've become tag champs so they're getting beaten are they the double are they the double tag team champs for like have they won it twice oh yeah yeah they are so is this they have basically two sets of belts oh no there's only one set of belts but goes across all three brands yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But um, she called them out. They did a little mean girls almost kind of segment. It was just the tag champs just slating Sasha Banks. That's all it was. Literally, just like, oh, she's this, that, the other. She thinks she's the boss. She thinks she's gorgeous. Look at me. It's like, all right. And it's weird seeing Shayna Baszler say stuff like that. It's very strange, but whatever. Um, yeah, because this woman has an eyebrow to her name, so it's pretty scary. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so then what happened was then Reginald came out, which I was like, what? What the fuck's going on here, to be honest? Uh, yeah, big boy Reggie. Um, the only really entertaining Love. part of this whole thing, to be honest. He came out and started speaking for Sasha Banks, basically, because it's, it's like he fancies her. I think that's the gimmick they're going for now, that little storyline. So he came out, he's like, Sasha Banks would beat the bollocks out, essentially. 
obviously didn't say them words, but whatever. And then, uh, what do you call it? Sasha Banks then came out and Bianca Belair came out. And then you had basically a team of good guys, team of bad guys involved into a six-man tag, six-person tag, sorry, I should say, because Reggie was on the team of Banks and Belair um, against Bailey and the tag champs. Um, the match itself then, again, nothing nothing special really. Um, an odd little segment, an odd little match. I think Bailey actually said something that was pretty funny during the match though. She was beating the shit out of, I think it was Sasha Banks, and she was, look how stupid you look, and I'm the one wearing a turtleneck. Which made me laugh. <laughs> so, uh, and then Cordy Graves, I think, turned around on commentary and he was like, Look at Bailey, this, that, and the other. And he's like, She's doing all this while wearing a turtleneck. And I was like, I like What the fuck is with the turtleneck jokes here? But anyway, um, yeah, no, a kind of nothing match, do you know what I mean? Which, which is funny though, because um, Reggie did a, like, tried to do a few little flips and this, that, and the other. And he was just kind of dwarfed by uh, Nia Jax. But um, again, once again, another defeat for the tag team, tag team champs, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and Bailey obviously on the team. But uh, this ended up setting up uh, Elimination Chamber match now. So you have the tag champs in Baszler and Jax defending the titles against the Toronto together tag team of Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. So again, we have the same rinse and repeat formula now that we've had the past, say, I'd say three to four months now with the tag champions. So now you have... Banks and Beller, who have never even had a match against each other yet, are now a tag team and fighting, obviously, the tag champs. So, again, the likes of Riot Squad, I suppose, completely overlooked there, obviously, because they have a stupid kind of storyline going on with Billy Kay. But, yeah, so and that'll be kind of a fill-on match, I suppose, now on the, on the pay-per-view. I won't be too invested in it. If they do lose the titles, I'd be shocked. But, again... I'd be pissed off because I'm like, why are you doing this right before WrestleMania? Do you know what I mean? Because then you know for a fact Belair and Banks are going to have to drop them before WrestleMania because they, they'll end up fighting each other for the Women's Championship or something. So, yeah, don't agree with it. If they wanted to do a tag team match just to have everyone involved, go for it on the Elimination Chamber. Have it. But don't have it for the tag, uh, tag championships. Don't understand it, to be honest. Yeah. I hope, I hope to God that it's not, like, goes down the route then of, uh, yeah, they... Sasha and Bianca win the titles and then if Sasha has two belts and then Bianca goes on to face Asuka and yeah she wins that belt as well and just all the belts are there I just think they're what they're doing with the women's division the belts I don't know it's just it's ridiculous yeah it's very weird I think they need to just reset the the women's division in full and then just start all over again yeah like vacate the tag titles or something say um, through say some sort of dubious means they've been cheating to retain the title or something strip them of the belts have a tag team eliminator tournament or something and then maybe bring up a tag team or two from NXT because technically the belts can be defended on all three brands um, I do have a feeling though that if Jax and uh, Baszler retain the titles they'll drop them on NXT now in two weeks time I think against Dakota Koi and Gonzalez that's my guess anyway so hopefully that happens because um, that'll be that refresh then because you're going to get a few teams then fighting for them belts then legit tag teams Shotzi Blackheart Hart and Ember Moon um, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell The Way stuff like that you have a few teams down there so hopefully um, yeah we'll, we'll move along then I suppose before we get too pissed off with this women's tag division um, <laughs> after this was another tag match um, we had Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode were on commentary um, they're the tag team champions and the match was Ray and Dominic against the Alpha Academy of Otis and Chad Gable this match was good. Like it was solid. It did what it had to do, kind of thing. Um, Otis looked 
deadly pretty much yeah big big mean fella yeah, eventually they're kind of they're kind of playing on his size now which is weird because they never really did they're always like oh he's so strong for a small guy but he's not he's small in height but the chap's a, a tank like realistically but again that just shows that if you're not over six foot they they see it as small even though he weighs about 300 and odd pounds but whatever um yeah he ended up turning heel by the looks of things last night uh i, I agree with it i do think the alpha academy could be heel a good heel tag team um, which your man Chad Gable obviously savage actual wrestler like Matt Wrestler and this that and the other and then Otis the big the big host of the team I suppose um, they ended up losing the match to avoid disqualification because Chad Gable wouldn't get out of the ring and he was teaching Otis kind of like oh, hit, hit Ray Mysterio with another splash and another splash so I got it I got get where I'm going with it but I felt two big heel turns like that especially so in your face heel turns I feel two in the one show kind of it's a bit sour do you know what I mean um, maybe that's just me I think, yeah, it could have been done maybe slightly later. They could have kept them good at least for another week or two and then, then turned them. But whatever, they could have turned them after a tag team championship match or something, do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, Rude and Ziggler on, on commentary didn't really say much, to be honest. It was, they were fairly quiet. It was just Ziggler. He said the same sentence about three times. Night of Messing. He turned around and he was like, we're just two dirty dogs with the tag team belts. I mean, and we have a great time in the ring and a great time party. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool. And then... It was like yeah. Corey Graves had to pull it out a few times. He was like, so you're drinking out red cups there. Is this because of the Street Profits? And he was like, oh, yeah, 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 Street Profits. Yeah, well, we bet them. And then they won't give them a tag team rematch, tag team title rematch. That's the kind of story they're going with. But it doesn't feel like it because we didn't see the Street Profits on SmackDown last night at all in any aspect. So, yeah, if you hadn't watched it, say, the week before or anything, you wouldn't cop that. Or you would have just thought, like, oh, they're just on commentary scouting the competition. But... Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, it was just a bit strange with them on commentary, but uh, yeah, overall the match itself wasn't too bad. Like it was just the bad guys, yeah, just dominating the the underdog team of the Mysterios, I suppose. But yeah, we don't have much to say about yeah. that one. What about you? No, no, it was just a, it was a filler match, but both filler match. Yeah, uh, it's just setting up another story, just heel turn. Yeah, just yeah. opening another door, basically. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, not that really negative to say though. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it wasn't really. Yeah, like it wasn't like it was a shit match around. It was just it just did what I had to do pretty much. Um, after this, then we had in match wise, yeah, we were supposed yeah we had the main event, six man tag. Yeah. They decided to go a different route to Raw. Raw obviously had the gauntlet match with all the members of the chamber matching it. Uh, SmackDown had the six man tag, so you had the faces and the heels pretty much. Owens, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro against Jey Uso, King Corbin, and Sami Zayn. They had a backstage... Oh, yeah, throughout the night, sorry, yeah, Edge had backstage interactions with each member kind of of the good guys um, from the Elimination Chamber match. He said that he'd like to fight Daniel Bryan again. It was He was an inspiration to come back after a neck injury. Um, he applauded Cesaro as well backstage, said he's great, and he, he thinks they could tear the house down as well. And then there was a, a little backstage segment as well with Kevin Owens, uh, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan, which is pretty good because they were saying about oh, we hope you don't tour on us tonight and, and stunner us. And Kevin Owens was like, oh, I'd never do that. And then they were like, well, it's funny because everyone you ever tagged with, you've done that to. And they named like Sami Zayn. Um, they named someone else, but then they took a little, they dropped a little hint to Chris Jericho as well. I'm not sure if you, did you hear that? No, I didn't cop that, no. Yeah, Sami Zayn. Oh, was it about the list or something like that? Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool, yeah. That's what it was. They named Sami Zayn and stuff. And then Daniel Bryan was like, oh, there's, some, there's another big name I'm missing here. I should have wrote a list. That's what it was. And then Kevin Owens yeah. was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Jericho actually tweeted about it as well earlier. 
Yeah. Did he, yeah? Yeah, he just he shared it. He shared the clip and he was like, wait a minute. And then, that's all. But uh, yeah, pretty cool, though. pretty cool little interaction. And then um, the match itself was, yeah, pretty solid. Now it was a, like it was good. It was obviously a finish at Fest near the end of the match and stuff like that, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Cesaro, again, looked like the man. It's almost like, it's almost like if he doesn't win the chamber, you'd, you'd genuinely be shocked. Now, sometimes, obviously, when you're built that big, it's like leading up to a Royal Rumble, usually. If you win every match leading up to a Rumble, you won't win the Rumble. So that already happened to him, I suppose. He won every match leading up to the Rumble and didn't win it. But um, same kind of thing is happening with Chamber. He's won pretty much every week now on SmackDown. And uh, he did like the Cesaro swing to Sami Zayn. Corbin. And then he, he did it to Corbin as well, and yeah, which was deadly. He struggled with Corbin. He did struggle with Corbin. He struggled with Corbin. Then it went on ads and it came back and he was perfectly doing it. So obviously, yeah. they, they readjusted there, I'd say. But um, yeah, still still look glass though. Like, fair fucks to him because Corbin's a big fella. Um, yeah, good match though. Yeah, pretty back and forth. And they kind of played on the fact that they're not tagging in Kevin Owens throughout the whole show. Like the whole match. They just refused to tag him. And it wasn't like, it didn't, I suppose like it wouldn't really stand out. It was mainly Kevin Owens that that made it stand out because he was jumping down off the apron then and being like, oh, what the hell? Like, And at one stage he had a little you could see him chatting to Daniel Bryan at one stage as well. They were both kind of standing down off the ring. And it was like, he was just leaning up against the, the barricade. Like Kevin Owens was, he was like, I may as well just wait here. Like, it's pretty funny. But um, yeah, so what happened? Oh, Edge was on commentary as well. That was the other thing. Edge was on commentary. Again, class on commentary. Great mic work again, just talking about, he literally went through each individual. He was saying like, oh, if anybody in this match wins the chamber, Basically, we could have a like a, a savage match. He he also talked about the Raw Chamber as well. He was saying he thinks Drew was making a mistake putting himself in the Raw Chamber match, whereas Roman Reigns is doing the smart thing and staying out of it, and then picking the bones of whoever wins, which he is dead right. Um, the good guys got the win anyway. Uh, Brian Cesaro and Kevin Owens, and then after the match, then yeah, kind of big finish at fest, and yeah, it was it was good to see though. Um, so Daniel Bryan wins with the label lock. Make Sami Zayn tap out. Then I think well, I can't remember who jumped in first. It could have been like say Jey Uso, was it? I can't, oh, I can't remember. Either way, it was just finish. I finish. I finish. I finish. I from everyone. And then what's his name? Edge jumped up. That's what it was. And then he oh he actually speared Jey Uso. I think wasn't it? Jey, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, so Jey was the last one that hit the finisher. Edge hopped up, jumped into the mix, hit a spear, pretty weak spear, but again, whatever. I won't criticize him too much yet because he's. He's been deadly every 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 other week. So in my goddamn break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then out of nowhere, literally out of the, the arse end of nowhere, Roman Reigns was in the ring and hit a savage spear on edge as well to close the shower. And then like so, stood tall with the belt. Looked good. And it's actually funny because we were only talking about the spear on the last show. We were doing the top five moves. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we were chatting about the spear and um we are talking about Bobby Lashley doing the spear and flipping through it. And Reigns did that yeah. as well. He did the spear and kind of did a little front flip or a side flip as well. So yeah, Savage, Savage kind of ending as well. Like I like that kind of finish off Edge. Yeah. I think it's deadly. Now obviously if you do it every week, it's not good, but it, it looked good. And I think the the fact that Edge got involved as well was good. He wasn't just sitting there patiently waiting and then maybe got an attack from Reigns. He actually got in the mix and then that prompted Reigns to hop in. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really good finish. Yeah, it was a good little way the way uh, Raw kind of did that uh, tapas. Style yeah. match, of like, you know, well, a gauntlet match basically, yeah. because of obviously they had the time to kind of do it, yeah, uh, without taking away from anybody else. But SmackDown then went with the the six man tag match, which yeah. didn't take away from anybody else on the roster, but still got all their main guys on that card, yeah, 
at the same time without taking away from and then he said everybody got their finisher in and stuff like that yeah um, yeah it was a really good match really really good way to end the show especially with Edge and Roman yeah great, great way I, I know we were <laughs> I know we were saying there about the spear and stuff like that as well I remember we were saying the other day about Corbin and how long he's been uh, King Corbin for for yeah. the last what like year and a half yeah two years yeah did he drop that crown in that in SmackDown, or was it just me? Because he's he's out wearing a proper suit now, and he looks like he's playing the kind of really rich guy. Because he was like, "Oh, look at this watch, ten thousand dollar suit, and blah blah blah." I forgot about and that. Remember his segment with Edge, yeah. And yeah, then he's yeah. like, Edge is just like, "Well, I got a phone yeah. that tells the time <laughs> and takes pictures." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird because uh, yeah, yeah, he was doing that almost like pompous kind of. Oh yeah, look, I'm a rich kind of fella now. He had like a 30 grand suit on or something, whatever it was. 10 grand suit, a 30 grand watch or something. And uh, yeah, it was weird because it was almost like they're, they're having him put the the King Corbin gimmick to bed almost there. But then he came out wearing the crown and the scepter and stuff. So I don't know, but it looks like he came out wearing it. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, oh, but, um, yeah. but that could be a little nod now going forward that you might be dropping that that King gimmick soon. It could Hopefully. be, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, yeah, because it's, yeah. I don't think you should carry on. I know... Did Booker T carry that for that long? See, see what Booker what Booker T did. He uh, the reason why he kind of carried on. I don't think he carried on for that long. But if he did, I can't remember actually the exact time. But the reason why he got to carry it on is because he was the king of the ring force and then won the world championship. So he's like, this is why I'm the king. So I mean, he had a reason to back it up. Whereas like it's almost at this stage now that King Corbin, he's been the king of the ring for a year and a half. So they haven't obviously done another king of the ring yet. So they're kind of running with it. But at the same time though. It feels as if they did a king of the ring. If they like, say for example, they snuck one under the radar, say two months ago, and somebody random one and say like Otis, you almost wouldn't cop that because he, his King Corbin is here every week. So it, I don't know. It's just it's very weird to be honest. As a gimmick, I don't even see him as King Corbin. Do you know what I mean? I just see him oh. as Baron Corbin. I don't see the King thing about it. It's like I don't think he got a title shot from it. I don't think he he was in a main event picture with anyone. So I don't get it. No. Not really. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just very weird. Very yeah. weird. Just get rid of it. Start yeah. him off fresh again. It's like he's gotten rid of that lone wolf kind of gimmick. Yeah. yeah he just needs to kind of know, get rid of that. I'd like to see him kind of going down that rich kind of pompous fucking dick. Yeah. Because he already like, has that. Instead, I think that. Yeah, I think that would work for more than King Corbin. Like, there's no fans to interact with it. It's just dead in the water. Yeah, just let much. it go, let it go, and and that's the thing. No one will even care. No one will even notice. Yeah, it's like um, like there's some people when they win a Royal, uh, Royal Rumble, when they win a King of the Ring, or they have some sort of gimmick like that, it just doesn't take off. It's like Sheamus did it. I don't remember King Sheamus at all. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. It's one of them things. Like it, it can it can make it or break it, or it can just sit you there treading water, and that's what he was doing. Do you know what I mean? He was sitting there treading water. He has been now for a year and a half. Don't get me wrong, he's involved in big matches now. But at the same time, though, I feel like he's only involved in a big match here in terms of the Elimination Chamber because he's a big fella. And all the rest of them are kind of smaller guys. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the only yeah. big guy that's in, I suppose, the Elimination Chamber matches is Cesaro, really. Do you know what I mean? In terms of height and all that as well. Yeah, what was your one's name that was doing the interview with Cesaro? Uh, Kayla Braxton, I think. The height of Cesaro compared to her? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? What height is he? Like four foot? Probably yeah. Cesaro maybe. looked like an absolute mountain though. <laughs> he did, yeah. Like Cesaro's about, I say, easily about six two or something, six three. Has to be. Like, yeah, you're yeah, about, you're about six yeah. two, aren't you? 
Six trick. Oh, well, that's what I like to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Six two wearing boots. Me <laughs> Mott's high heels. Yeah. I was looking up Cesaro here. I was six two when I had air. Yeah. <laughs> Mohawk. <laughs> um, let's see. Cesaro is six foot five and two hundred and thirty two oh pounds. God. Yep. A also, unit. Did you hear? Jeez, uh, if he fell over, he'd be halfway home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear last night? Actually, when Jay Uso came out into that match and they announced his weight, they announced him as two hundred and thirty pounds or two hundred forty-two pounds. Oh, you shit! You not? They did. Yeah, when he was in a tag team with Jimmy. Yeah, they they put both of them together. Um, I'm gonna check now what his build weight is on. Uh, let's see. Two forty. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Then maybe his he probably build, is actually, yeah. Yeah, his build weight is let me see, two hundred and twenty eight for Jay and two hundred and fifty for Jimmy. What? Yeah. Jimmy's Acor- eating his spuds, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. That's according to Wikipedia now, so I don't know. But Jimmy that's has always been Yeah, I'd say it is, yeah. <laughs> this is what you weighed like this is what you weighs wearing his gear and stuff, I'd say. But um yeah, Jimmy's always been slightly bigger though, I feel weight was. He's yeah. maybe taller as well, so we don't know. Maybe it's that, but um, yeah, enough about the weight. Stars, ours. Yeah. <laughs> Back that big old thing up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, good go home show. Anyway, from SmackDown, um, it was a great go home show from Raw as well. To be honest, so yeah, yeah. pretty solid. I'm, I'm delighted, and as we were saying last time, the likes of. Nobody was really feeling the animation chamber in terms of excitement, really, um, because you had the likes of the Miz in the Raw one at the time and stuff like that. But yeah, they actually they actually pulled together a decent card, to be honest. Oh, I'm looking forward to it now. I think mainly, I suppose, it's because I have nothing else to do sitting at home on my hole in this lockdown. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't have to get up early on a Monday. But um, yeah, what we'll do is um, we'll run through the card real quick. I have it up here. So, newly added to the card was the Tag Team Championship, Women's Tag Team Championship match. So, you have Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler defending their titles against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Um, not excited for it, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm not. Anyway, I, in terms of excitement level, I'm uh, minus one on that one. I don't know about you. I'm not feeling that one. No, no, no. 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 Um, I'm not fucking telling. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, then we have a triple threat match for the United States Championship. Bobby Lashley defending his title against Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Looking forward to that in terms of like just three yeah. guys going in there and wrestling, do you know what I mean? So that I'd say that'd be pretty cool. And I like the multi-man matches. They do be do have a different dynamic to them. So looking forward to that. Um what else? Then we have the two chamber matches then. Um we have the Raw one, which is for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre in the chamber defending his championship against AJ, uh, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Seamus and Kofi Kingston. Um, as we said last time, it feels a lot fresher now that Kofi Kingston's in instead of um, the Miz, and it also kind of puts it in the back of your head now. Will the Miz cash in? So that you kind of have that going as well for you. Now we might not, but again, it's something to think about. Um, but yeah, so yeah, not 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 too bad to be honest with you. Even just it's mad how much a, a match can change with one one person change out of it. Do you know what I mean? I was not looking forward yeah. to that match at all. Once they announced all former champions. And once I've seen the Miz, who has the money in the bank, that takes away a bit of a surprise in case he wants to cash in. You know he's not 100% then going to cash in. Um, and then Kofi Kingston, I know he's a world champion, all, but he brings like a whole new dynamic. And then like obviously the likes of Jeff Hardy say, usually if this had been 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh my God, Jeff Hardy's going to do something mad. Maybe not. 
he's getting on now. Do you know what I mean? He looks sore every time he's walking around. So Kofi Kingston to be that guy. Swan Tom Bond from the bottom rope. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he, he literally moves like an outfit. Do you ever see him when he's walking and all? He's like, ah, ah. Obviously, the years of that kind of wrestling takes a toll on you. So unfortunately, but um, yeah. Then we have the other uh, elimination chamber match for the unit. Well, this is actually for the cha- uh, a championship shot directly after. So you have Jay Uso against Kevin Owens against King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan on the elimination chamber match. The winner then straight away will go directly against. Uh, Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, like right after that match. So smart move by Roman taking like not having himself in the match and defending against an already weakened opponent. Very smart. Um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the, the SmackDown chamber, to be honest. A lot. Um it just looks savage. Every wrestler in it as well. Like, I mean, they're gonna bring something different. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And we've seen the likes of Cesaro every week, Daniel Bryan every week, and for years as well, I suppose you see them. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso lately has been rapid. And then, yeah, King Corbin, obviously just adding the big guy kind of factor, but he can go as well, do you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing against him. Oh, but, yeah, he can. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it should actually be a decent pay-per-view. And I noticed they completely scrapped the Raw Women's Championship match now. It's not happening. Oh, did they, yeah? Yeah, it was supposed, to be, that, yeah. Yeah, oh, it was supposed to be asked against Lacey Evans, but, but it looks things now they've gotten rid of it. So, yeah, I oh, think Dave Meltzer said it, actually, yeah. Nice. So, and then, yeah, but you have the possibilities, the high, high possibilities. And if not, man, I'll, I'm not watching WWE for a week. <laughs> <laughs> the Fiend doesn't return. The yeah. Fiend has to return it. Yeah, true, true, yeah. Yeah, all, all signs point to the Fiend returning, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really exciting card. Like, as I said, like, we yeah. weren't really pumped on this, what, two weeks ago? Even. Yeah. And now just with a week of good shows. That's it, yeah. Really, really good. So. Yeah, it's just the it's the power of solid booking, I suppose. You know what I mean? They can yeah. do it, obviously. But when it's they want it. it was just one person. Yeah, like we were, we were like, oh, it's just one person that they're changing yeah. in that elimination chamber, and he's not even like a, a big main eventer like at the minute. Yeah, and it's already feeling a bit fresh. So. It is. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I wonder will they start off the night with elimination chamber match? Don't know. Sometimes they throw that kind of curveball. Do you know what I mean? Um. They might, I don't know. Yeah, I'd say to you, I can't see them doing one after another. Yeah, yeah. So they might start with WWE Championship one, maybe. Because I feel the yeah. Universal Championship one has so much more to it. One, about the actual match itself. Two, the fact that you have, uh, what you call them, uh, the Universal Championship match directly after it with Roman Reigns. So that's mainly a main event itself. And then three, I suppose. Now it could happen with any championship match, but you might see them is obviously making an appearance as well. With his money in the bank, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can see them. I can't see them like the fiend is if that match is first, yeah, or kind of mid, the fiend ain't returning. I can't see him returning mid show. That if he returns, it's going to be the end of the show. Do you reckon? And yeah. it's the smartest, yeah, it, yeah, to me, it will be, yeah, yeah, it is the smartest move, yeah, because you don't want to because it kind of it's almost like you've put all your eggs in the, in the basket. Then when he when he pops up, say, you're like, all right, Grant. That's the big event now. That's the big part of the event gone. So, yeah. yeah, it does make sense to close out the show, have the fiend, and then that ominous image, say, of him standing in the ring or him, say, dragging Randy to the back or something. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it, it's sticking your head then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to yeah, you want to leave that image in someone's head and then you're like, oh, fuck. Yes. Yeah. And then I'm going to tune into Raw tomorrow. Exactly. See what happens. Yeah. Because it's not like they're going to leave it with SmackDown and then you have to wait a week. Yeah. They're going to get people wanting, yeah, wake up the next day. Fuck, can't wait now for Raw tonight. 
yeah. see what happens. That's smart, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. Never even thought of that. But, uh, yeah, so overall, good week of shows. Raw, NXT and SmackDown, but obviously mainly Raw and SmackDown were leading up to the Mason Chamber. Both had pretty solid main events. And then, yeah, looking forward to the Chamber now on Sunday. And then, yeah, solid match card now as well. Obviously, a bit of a shame that Asuka doesn't have an opponent. It would have been cool to kind of have someone, whether you pluck him from NXT or whether you have someone, say, to just go out there and have 10 minutes and have a decent match. But whatever, that's the way they want to do it. We might see a, maybe a women's championship match now on Raw or something, just to kind of put Asuka back on the telly. But um, yeah, overall, good SmackDown. Pumped for Chamber as well. So I suppose we can leave it there then. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So once again, we'll just say thanks very much for listening. Uh, as we said at the start of the show, if you want to hit us up on the socials, give us a follow on here as well. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast. Um, yeah, follow us on the socials and then we will be back here on Monday to do an Elimination Chamber review. And yeah, we'll bang up a thing as well. Uh, we'll bang up a, a new schedule as well to show what um, what shows we're doing as well throughout the week. But uh, yeah, so thanks very much for listening and we will see you on Monday. <laughs>